Morning, everyone. Uh, delighted to see such a healthy turnout this morning. Um, just something about me in the first instance. So I'm Michael Kane. Um, I'm a relatively new recruit to Belfast City Council. Um, people talk about their first 100 days. I'm approaching my first 150th day uh, anniversary shortly. I joined on the 5th of May. Uh, haven't had a career of over 20 years in the world of professional and business services. Um, and I guess I joined council uh, primarily to forward an ambition uh, around council having a greater footprint in supporting uh, professional and business services firms within and across the city. Um, the first slide here, and there's, there's, there's a couple of slides here just to guide us through the, an, an introduction, which are quite busy, so uh, we will um, we will share these with you afterwards. But I think in terms of the, the ambition or objective, I think it's certainly supported by a lot of official data and statistics that are out there. Um, Belfast is important to the sector. 30% um, of workplace jobs are in Belfast. Um, but also when we look at the growth projections and ambitions for the sector, they are significant over the coming, over the coming years. So therefore, that gives us all energy and encouragement, I guess, uh, in, in and around this area as it being a growth area for us uh, to support by way of um, council provision. Um, in terms of trying to bring people to these opportunities, then one of the, the big objectives across council right now is um, around trying to bring a greater number of people to the labour market. Uh, when we look at official data and statistics, it's clear that official routes into the profession simply are not going to meet the job growth and ambitions. So when you look at the numbers of people coming through FE and HE and the likes, simply there's a simply a growing shortfall there. So therefore, the term inclusive growth has been used significantly and is used significantly across council at the moment around trying to bring a greater number of people to, to those opportunities. So new models, new ways of trying to do such is what we're about today. Um, and we're going to talk to you um, about uh, a proposed academy model to bring more people to, to those opportunities. Um, in terms of what we know for now, we have been speaking to a number of employers and employer representatives and stakeholders about what uh, it's like to work in the sector, around what the mentality is, around what the culture is. And we do know that it is a sector that's predominantly a qualifications-led entry point into the sector. Um, uh, so therefore, whenever one thinks about creativity and innovation around uh, developing new pathways into the sector, it's very clear that we're going to um, need to, I guess, convince and, and surpass this mindset of degree first or indeed qualifications first um, mindset. But we have done it previously and there are examples out there where we've done it previously uh, and we're and we're we're I guess confident that we can do that we can do that again. Uh, in terms of how uh, in terms of um, what new ways we are trying, uh, we are supporting something called uh, a cyber skills aptitude pilot at the moment, which DFE um, are running. And that's important insofar as it's about identifying people's potential and aptitude rather than necessarily having a piece of paper with a qualification um, on it. Um, and I guess academies are a further illustration or example of what um, of what we would like to do and bring and bring to this. 
Um, so I suppose you know my final slide is around sort of just queuing up um, an academy model or an academy intervention. Um, we have a framework in place across council which has four sectors on it. Uh, they're named there on the slide. And I think it's fair to say that the professional services academies that we're speaking of this morning um, are, are playing a bit of catch up, if truth be told, around where the other three sectors are at at the moment. So in the care sector, um, in the customer services arena, and in the practical sectors that include things like logistics and transport, we have set, we have placed several hundred people into jobs across the city, across those three lots. And if I'm being truthful and selfish, I want a slice of that action. Uh, and that's really what today is about, is really about trying to get uh, an academy established, which really identifies people, gets them adequately trained and into um, uh, and, and into job roles. So I guess I'm going to conclude where I started by saying that I think there's a bit of energy and momentum around trying to do something meaningful in this sector. Uh, and I'm going to hand back to Mark now, who's going to take us through, I think, what our early thinking is in relation to what an academy model might look like, but importantly, bring you in on the back of that to get your feedback um, and input into what um, job roles exist or might exist and how we can work together moving forward. So thank you for that. And Mark, I'll hand back to you. All right, Michael, thanks very much. Um, that's a great sort of way to set the scene. So re really what we've been doing to do, and as Michael has, has alluded to, there's a, a great historical success story with academies and um, the sectors that you'll see sort of represented in, in the graphic across the top, the, you know, the, the hospitality, the care, the childcare and the, the transport and logistics. So we're really moving in, into a new field and we're very excited and passionate about what we can do. So before we do anything, there's a few things we want to look at. Like, so, so what is an academy? What's the flow and what's the outcomes? And then what we want to share with you today also is some of the skills that, that we would be pitching to yourselves and employers. Um, are these the right things? And they're the discussions that, that Stephen will lead us to towards the end of the session this morning. So firstly, you know, what, what is an economy? It's an innovative way of connecting you to new talent, tried and tested in other core sectors. So look, this isn't something that, that's um, being produced out of a, a jack-in-the-box. It's a tried and tested methodology, and it's really connecting you to new talent. So traditionally, academies have been a really critical um, strategic piece for businesses and looking to develop talent from talent pipelines that they maybe normally wouldn't consider. And on, on one of Michael's slides there, he had a sort of thing about changing hearts and minds. And, and that's what academies allow us to do. We we need you to have a, an open mindset about how um, we can provide new talent through uh, the, the pipeline that, again, Stephen will cover a little bit off in a, in a moment or two. Look, it, it's a journey of up to 15 days, um, and we're looking to sort of instill skills that are indicative of the professional business service sector. And that's what we're we're here to talk about today. Have we got those skills right? Are we doing the right thing? Are are we 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 treading the right path to support your business in this sector? And and really also a, a significant um piece of the economy is it's a, it's a gateway to future funded upskilling. So it's not just the three weeks academy and then it's it's goodbye, see you later. You know, 
one component part of that is further upskilling, and that can be into, you know, potentially an apprenticeship or doing a level three qualification, which the academy funds and supports. So through Belfast City Council, this, this is a, a fully funded uh, intervention. The other thing about the academy is that it um, provides additional support post-academy. So for up to six months post-academy for, for people transitioning into your business, over and above the upskilling, we're actually offering mentoring support for those individuals to help make sure that they stay engaged with your business. So the, the academies really are a sort of truly unique model um, that gives us a lot of scope to work with you. And the, the next part there around the flow is, is the building blocks. Um, really, as a sort of loose terminology, 60% of the core function will be around the core and functional skills, which I'll, I'll pitch to you in a moment. And then this is the critical part, folks, you know, 40% or more is co-designed with you. So when we start an academy, what we're really asking is, you know, what do you need from us? It's not it's not a pre-prescribed um, one size fits all. The professional and business services sector is so, you know, broad and diverse. But, you know, help guide us, help us do the right thing and, and make these a really meaningful interaction. The, the really strong outcome of the academies for me is that a minimum of 75% of academy talent must go into employment. So really, in terms of being employer led, there, there's a couple of asks and, and one of the key things, academies don't work without jobs. So in order to sort of uh, reverse engineer, we, we do need you know, to have um, job offerings for people. And ultimately what the academy does is um, strengthen and, you know, give people the skills, values, talent, and, you know, give them those skills to allow them to step forward to an interview. And that's the opportunity. That's their opportunity to seize. And hopefully if we get the academy design and configuration right, that, that relationship and matching is is perfect and the person goes on their upskilling journey and you know receives the strong mentoring so in terms of some of the core skills and, and i say guys the slides will be shared at the end of the session so don't don't be feeling that you have to um, re remember all of this so um communication you know giving people awareness for communication of one size doesn't fit all and, and there's a huge part of self-awareness and that so we're trying to make people think about how they communicate, what, what way they communicate with other people and, you know, customers, internal, external customers and so forth. Um, customer service, motivation, interpersonal skills, problem solving, time management and teamwork. And the, the little icon in the middle there is supposed to represent DNA and, and that, that sparked um, actually a, a conversation that Michael, Stephen and Catherine and ourselves were having and, and this is what we're trying to do. The things that potentially some of us take for granted in our DNA are, are these key core skills. But what we have to work on assumption is if, if there's people that need that support, this is designed to sort of give them a bit of insights and infrastructure on how to do that. And we felt these were the sort of core skills that would, would get somebody off to a great start in a career in uh, the professional and business services sector. But again, we're, we're looking to know, are, are we barking up the right tree for want of a better adage, but is, is this the right thing to do? The next thing we sort of talked about was functional skills. And, and what I mean by functional skills is the, the, the 
the skills that are needed to actually um, do the job. So, you know, introducing them to the world of Microsoft. Um, I know there is other other software packages available. I, I feel I have to say that, but um, Microsoft Excel, Microsoft Teams, Microsoft Outlook, Microsoft Word. Looking at a bit of marketing from a from a digital perspective and also from the sort of basic fundamentals of marketing and looking at also social media and the role of social media in business. So again, when we thought of functional skills and looking at the professional and business services sector, are these the skills that businesses would like? So if you sort of look at the the, the percentages that we shared there, week one would be those um, core skills. Week two might be the functional skills. And then what we're really saying is it's down to the, the, the bricks and mortar. It's It's the practical skills that are really going to help the talent transition in, into your organization. So this, this is where the co-design element really comes in. So administrative support for meetings. So these are just some things that, that, that we pitched out. So, you know, these are practical sessions and, and we, we sort of look at things like, can we create a realistic working environment? Come together through the academy. Can we get businesses to come in and help us? Um, show the practical skills so you're actually preparing somebody in terms of work readiness um, significantly more over and a bit of theory it's it's the actual practical it's the doing and um, producing business documents so composing emails letter formats formal and informal documents and um, skills for a day at the office so so look somebody coming into an office environment you know whatever um auxiliary part of the professional business service it is what does that look like? You know, how do they come in? Is it is it working with the public? What is that role? So it's actually sort of a, a day in their shoes type thing to sort of allow people to get a bit of a an insight into the world. Um, storing and retrieving information. So looking at you know management information systems. Can people pull data, extract data? Um, you know, disseminate it through you know Microsoft Excel sheets, but rather than just learning how to use the software, these would be actually practical skills that may be done. And again, we need your help to shape and mold that. And then really looking at, at skills focus. Um, and what I'm talking about here is um, letting the participants see the full gambit of the professional businesses sector. So it, it, it's huge and, and we've tried to frame it um, in, in, in some you know areas. But it's such a broad and diverse sector. But the beauty about it is, if I refer back to Michael's um, slides, it's it's the growth. You know, over eight and a half thousand jobs by 2030. Um, from memory, as the stats. So there, there's obviously a need and a demand. Um, but uh, are you getting the right people? If not, academies open up a new pipeline. Okay. So I'm I'm just going to hand over to um, Stephen. Uh, Atkinson from James NI and folks will will we'll take will take questions and so forth at the end. But um, Stephen, suppose for us now is going to bring it home. So over to yourself, Stephen. Mark, thank you very much. Um, thanks for, for covering all that detail. And Michael, thank you very much for the, the introduction. Um, I think I, I guess we need to sort of start at uh, sort of where we are from a, a Belfast Works as part of this consortium, Pete, um, and as. Been alluded to. My name is Stephen Atkinson and I work for GEMS NI and we're part of the Belfast Works Consortium 
which consists of, of five organisations across Belfast, um, Upper Springfield Development Trust, the Ashton Centre, East Belfast Mission and the Shankill Job Assist Centre uh, make up the component parts. Um, and between us, uh, currently, we have a sort of a, an untapped supply of, of potential labour uh, across sectors uh, in excess of 600 clients, and that's, and that's rising uh, week by week. Um, but also through our own individual networks, our wider stakeholder network, including Belfast City Council's network and Belfast Met's uh, network, we could be talking about a, a talent pool here in the thousands. Um, it's about how do we then coordinate and direct that potential talent pool towards the employers that are that are engaged um, with the the academy model because that let's be honest with you, that's our priority. Um, so we 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 went about looking about the co-design element of this. Um, we we developed a, a an outline of the model. Uh, we scoped it out. Um, what we're hoping to do, or what we're our ask of the the employers here today, is you know do you think the model we have scoped out this morning fits the needs and expectations of the professional and business services sector? And I think it's very, very important that we, we we take on board all input from from the variety of employers and the the component parts that are that are here this morning. Um, we're then going to ask uh, in terms of what can our academy model do now to support the needs as it stands at the minute. And then what we would like to do is what can our academy model uh, do in the future to ensure to ensure a sustained talent pipeline of uh, of candidates. Um, so we're going to we're going to revisit those uh, three questions, but also what we would like to achieve. Um, we want to encourage employers to come come forward, to have direct involvement with the the training side or the training delivery for the academy participants. Uh, we want to ensure that the communication of our strategy with employers um, is is good and strong, um, and we want to try and create an initial employer pool for planning and delivery of our first academies. Um, with that, what we're hoping to do then is to create a new and exciting entry pathway for people into the professional services sector. Um, and obviously, with with all bits and pieces of work, we want to review, evaluate, and build on the lessons that we've learned so far. Uh, Michael alluded to the fact that we're sort of coming at this, well, not late, but certainly with a, a different mindset. Um, and I believe that a lot of people haven't really went into the uh, sort of admin academy type. Um, because there's an awful lot of hard work in it. There's uh, a huge uh, uh, plethora of jobs that could potentially fall under that, that heading of uh, administration and professional services. Um, and I think that what we've got to try and do is react to the here and now um, and use the labour market information that you guys as employers can actually bring to us. You know, set us our challenge as well, um, but work with us and, and, and with that sort of proactive uh, co-design and, and partnership, we believe that we can achieve uh, many, many great things. So, uh, Mark, if you want to pop back to the three questions. Yep. Yep. Um, I just think uh, we need to get a bit of conversation going first and foremost, but um, I would like to hear from from some of the employers or some of the, the participants today um, with regards to that question one. You, you've seen the sort of model that we're looking at. Um, are, are we are we down the right track? Is, is there is there something more that we need to think about? Thank, thanks for that, Stephen. What I'm going to do is just change change the view here, and we'll 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 pitch the question out. So, um, no no hands up at this stage. So, if I could maybe um, we'll be picking somebody. <laughs> <laughs> so so 
folks, you've you've all sort of joined today, um, and, and your 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 input and insights are are vital. So you know, in terms of framing that first question, and you've seen what we're pitching here from from sort of some of the partners. You know, are, are we on the right track? So I see we've a hand up there from um, Helen. So Helen, yeah, please. Sorry, I thought I'd put my hand up before you picked me. You're, and you're then it wasn't <laughs> I thought this was a better option. Um, so basically I work for Premier People and we're sort of one of the largest agencies in Belfast. But we would we would obviously always be looking for admin type candidates, especially school leavers and you know, people maybe long term unemployment. <coughs> Excuse me, sorry. That's something in my throat. Bear with me a second. Sorry about that. So basically, we're part of um, the contract for NICS, civil service. So the type of people you're describing is exactly the, the type of people that we would want to place. So I think this could be a great partnership for us. And, you know, we'd be really you know, keen to get involved. Yeah, I, 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 th I think in terms of that, the, obviously, you, you know what they... they uh, demand side is and in, in terms of, of the skill sets right there and probably that's a conversation we would like to further develop um yep. helen and, and really see what what the conduit is there but yep. suppose my, my ask of you would be in terms of how we frame that academy and, and yep. your your insights and expertise <clears throat> are we doing the right thing or, or is there anything in there we're not doing um, or where where is the hot ticket in town for for the demand at this moment in time? Well, we're constantly, you know, recruiting for civil service. So that would be for admin assistants and admin officers. So that would be our main focus. Obviously, we'd get lots of roles outside of that, but that would be our main focus for candidates. Um, I think, you know, sorry, I was late to the call, so I didn't miss the beginning of it. So I'll, I'll go through all the slides after, but... I think, you know, what you talk about communication, you know, core, function and practical are all the skills that people lack a wee bit of, you know, confidence in that. And I think the academy would get them up to speed and give them the confidence to then go for for roles that they maybe didn't think they had the ability to do. So I think it's, it's excellent from that respect. Okay, well, I see Michael wants to come in there, so we'll, we'll let him interject. I, I just wanted to say to Helen that I spoke first, Helen, and you missed the best yeah. bit, so you might need to right, you, okay. might, you might need you might need to listen to the oh, to, to the recording. But no, on a serious on a serious point, Helen. Um, uh, whenever we were preparing for today, um, one of the and I, I suppose I haven't squared this in my mind yet. Um, when we were preparing for today and when um, we walked through the stuff that um, Mark in particular covered this morning, I was left with this sense of those skills are, to me, much wider and more applicable than just in an admin type setting. Yeah. So, so that, and, and I sort of coined this phrase with the guys around, I think they are business fundamentals. I think that's yeah. what we're... The, so, so as I say, this is sort of something I'm still mulling over in my mind, but I would be encouraging the likes of yourself. And I know there are other similar type people on the meeting this morning. I would be keen for us to keep quite an open mind as to the types of opportunities that might exist and be out there. 
which maybe are not necessarily badged as business admin type roles. But mm-hmm. with but if we provided people with the skills that we've just described this morning, they could well be suitable candidates for similar type roles. I'm thinking about analysts and analytic type people, for example. Yeah. Um, and I know that's quite a broad title, but if you go on to simply go on to something like Job Finder, for example, there are hundreds of roles with that sort of thing in their title. And I'm yeah. thinking to myself, if we're training people in the basics of the things that Mark's speaking of, surely these would be people with potential into those types of roles as well. No. So I suppose I'm yeah. just encouraging people to be open-minded about yeah, what no. the man side might be. Absolutely. I mean, I have sort of come in late, as I said, and I picked up on the sort of admin side of things. But, you know, the types of people that we would be looking for would be a large spectrum of people, you know, from, you know, as I said, admin officers through to project managers. So, you know, the scope for the type of people that we could potentially place into different types of contracts with whether it's civil service or private sector is, is huge. You know, we have yeah. probably three and a half yeah. thousand people out working for us every week and we're constantly filling, you know, week by week. And so nothing's out of bounds as regards the type of person that we can place. Right. Basically, That's- you know, we right. Th- for that. Thanks for that, yeah. Helen. I think Stephen wants to come in there. So yeah, and it was it was really um, Mark. Just obviously stuff that we have talked about in in the the process so far. I mean, the, the biggest challenge that we keep coming into is the requirement for set number of GCSEs with regards to um, admin uh, sort of entry points when when employers are recruiting, and it's generally seen to be sort of between two and five GCSEs. But then there's also the experience side of it between sort of three months and, and two years experience for somebody to be successful in a traditional mm-hmm. recruitment pool. So we're, we're not asking employers to, to change that sort of directly. But what we are saying to the employers is, you know, is there certain roles and, and certain functions within your businesses that could potentially act as a uh, as an area for for entry point, or, or or certainly are there criteria that could be changed to allow you to recruit more individuals? Knowing full well that with the academy support, um, it doesn't just end with the three week uh, skills builder for the participant. You know we're mm-hmm. looking at this. We we have uh, three customers in this. We've got the, the the council as a funder. We've got the employers, and we've got the participant. But the key thing with the the participants is that if they don't have all the skills. Well then, engage with us and talk about what their upskilling plan is going to be, um, and and use the support from the the council's funding to actually be able to develop that into uh, a structured support and, and pathway um, that might lead them down a very specific qualification, or it may lead them to a certain skill set that the person doesn't have at the point of entry. But with the experience of working with the academy, with their engagement with the employer, and the support um, of of their their, their new colleagues, uh, let's be honest about it, that they would actually be able to embark on that journey and and skill up which is a, a vital and crucial part of this. Yep. Th- thanks for that, um, Stephen. And I think I think there's an interesting conversation to be had and, and further explored. Um, Helen, um, Ryan, you know, the, the intricacies of how the, the nuts and bolts of that may work. But um, with, with Robert there, Robert, you have a question there, if you'd like to come in, sir. 
Yeah, sorry. I'm coming from a very similar background to Helen. I'm from Kennedy Recruitment um, and then Recruitment again, a recruitment agency that we supply into the public sector. Hi, Helen. Um, <laughs> it, it's uh, I, I think looking at the at the the functional, you know, the practical and the core skills that are outlined there, one of the key things that we've found not just supplying to our external and public sector clients, we've undergone sort of heavy internal recruitment for our own business recently, and a lot of that has been for support staff, uh, resourcers administrators who would assist with the recruitment process and one of the things that I've found that I think this this will lead into and assist me is this sort of you know sort of pre-misconception if you will that administrators you know send emails and they update CRMs and they do a bit of word processing and you know they, they put stuff in a filing cabinet and realistically you know the, the, the three things that you mentioned are the three areas I think will really strengthen and dispel that you know to give people an understanding that you know business support professionals are the cogs that make businesses work and and you know keep everything together and it's a much more broader skill set um, and a much more broader responsibility that they have and I think certainly you know from my perspective, what you've mentioned are in those three core areas will give people a much better ground from their own perspective when they enter into the industry. You know, that they're much more than that. And also from the employer's perspective, that you're not just looking for someone who, you know, does a bit of filing and does a bit of typing and, and it'll help get that, you know, get over that misconception. The other thing about qualifications and that, you know, the GCSE element of it, you know, that's obviously fundamentally to see if someone's got numeracy skills, if they've done a GCSE in maths or if they've got literacy skills with the GCSE in English. But someone may not develop those skills in an academic um, setting, but it doesn't, you know, preclude them from being able to shine and, and demonstrate those skills in a business setting. So if there was conversations to be had about experience over qualification, I certainly think that would benefit the industry given, you know, the influx of these jobs that are, that are going to come in. So from my perspective, I think those three core areas that you're looking at there will certainly help, um, you know, with, with, with those potential challenges. Yep. Th thanks, Robert. And I think I think Michael wants to come in there, but before he does, just I think in terms of, of the modern world of, of business that organizations are looking for people with, you know, empathy, you know, self-awareness, you know, the, the DNA is, is the word that I've latched on to of, you know, people skills and, you know, a, a lot of courses and interactions now even in, you know, further education, higher education, that's what the call is. Let, let's get people ready for the world of work and they are over and above the practical skills the the sort of uh, core skills that we talked about are what employers are actually looking for in my opinion so i, th I think you've articulated that that really well and, and it's very um valued input the, the hands are starting to go up here again so um i'll i'll, I'll revert back to michael so th thanks for that robert Appreciate it. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant. And thanks, um, Mark. Just very quickly, um, so delighted with the responses so far and hopefully more of them to come. Just to be clear with people, uh, the quid pro quo in this for, so councillor funding this programme, the quid pro quo in this is jobs. So we need people to work with us who are offering real employment outcomes. So I'm delighted, Helen, from what you said, and Robert, you as well, in terms of not only your own business needs, but also those of, of your customers that you're representing. We ultimately will be working directly with those organisations in terms of the co-design elements of this. So mm -hmm. 
we need their skin in the game, I suppose, from an early stage. We need their commitment because council, you know, all of the success of the other three lots in this framework that I spoke about earlier are that the employers came forward early doors and those employers put time and effort into that co-design element. And they actually had the numbers of roles and the types of roles articulated from the outset. So this isn't about preparing people for uh, in anticipation roles. This is about preparing a programme for live roles or roles that are going to exist at a point in time. So I just want to make sure that that sort of, you know, here's what we're doing, here's what we need you to do is very clear from the outset of this conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you know, thanks again, Michael. And I think that that is a really critical point. You know, th- these can't happen without the buy-in and, and Stephen sort of put it well as well. We're all we're all customers with different needs and expectations, but fundamentally, when we strip this back down, we we have a a, a really strong talent pipeline that we want to introduce you to, but we can't introduce you to them without the jobs. The mm-hmm. the, the bit the bit in the middle in the co-design is 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 nice and it's it, it's it's really sort of interesting way to get into and you know from from what um we've been talking about, we can really sort of dissect that and look at it, but it's like a bookend effect and without without the the commitment of of live tangible jobs because the the key metric here folks is about a minimum of 75 percent people from an academy transition into employment so you know what michael's saying there is absolutely critical and then again you know maybe bring stephen in a second just to talk about that talent pipeline that you can tap into but it's going to need an open mind to, to explore that and, and look at it. So I think I think that's critical and I would be keen to hear. I know I know there's plenty of other voices on there and you couldn't all be that shy. And you know, Michael, Stephen and I can talk until the, the cows come home, but um it would be great. I'll bring Stephen in, but I would be interested to see in terms of discussion thus far what, what anybody else feels. You know, let 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 us hear your voice here. This is You've came along and gave your time today, so don't don't be shy, Stephen. Yeah, Mark. Thanks um, again. I was really just um, sort of to, to reset that. I mean, things that that, that we are very mindful of. Uh, certainly, working in the Belfast Works Consortium, um, the post-COVID uh, recovery. Um, there's a lot of employers out there who still face uh, a lot of uncertainty. So, you know, the economy may not be the right model for them right now, but future needs might determine that an academy approach um, is something that they would consider. Um, you've obviously framed it there very well. You know, we, we've asked the question, what do you think about our, our, our model and our, and our plan? So far, um, it seems to be fairly accurate. Um, we would still obviously like more involvement, as Michael alluded to, with, with the employers to co-design some of the intricacies of it. Um, but I would like to go to the sort of second question on on, on the, the three that we posed is, you know, are there employers there that we can actually do stuff with right now? You know, are there uh, employers there who can come forward and actually work with us um, to to get an academy off the ground um, and, and, and bed it in uh, so that we can actually see the theory, the thoughts, the conversations, everything that has been put into it so far um, it means nothing if we can't deliver it in practice. And I think that, that the movement to to actually setting up academies and, and bringing people into the learning environments, um, assessing the competencies, uh, working with them on their attitudes and aptitudes, you know, because let's be honest about it, those are the things that make the, 
the, the, the person uh, successful at the job. Um, the qualification bit we can provide, um, but if they have experience, if they have skills, if they have the abilities, um, and maybe some of our recruitment agency friends might be able to sort of highlight this, you are probably getting lots of applications for jobs, and you are turning people away. You know, part of the conversation here has to be, why are those people being turned away? And is there something that maybe this academy can do from a participant side to help uh, upskill and enable them to progress forward mm -hmm. and, and, and into employment? That's where our Belfast Works Consortium excel. That's where our experience lies. Um, and as I say, I think because we have that that access to you know thousands of people across our stakeholder network, the minute we start to advertise these academies with supportive employers, uh, I think we'll be inundated with applications, and I think we we will have the the, the flexibility to work with people at different levels as well. Thanks again, Stephen. Mm -hmm. and, and, I, and I think I think what you can see here, folks, and, and, I, and it's evident to me, and, and there's there's a real appetite and enthusiasm from from the triangulation of Belfast City Council, Belfast Met, and Belfast Works to make this happen. But but we need you <laughs> to, to support. Um, and 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 that's what I would be keen to get to. You know, is there anything we can do right now? Is there is there immediate needs? Because it, it it's all great and good talking about the the package and and the 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 values and the and and the way it'll support your talent. But but the, the nuts and bolts of it are. And I think I think Rosemary, who's on the call today, sort of articulated very well. We we need to get up and running and then dissect and review and reflect. Because because what we're talking about at the moment is is hypothetical, and it would be great to have the success stories, the the you know the live candidates, you know, really get going with this. So I, I would be keen to hear if if anybody does have any immediate needs that we can support with at the moment. Maybe it's not for this call. And look, everything will be shared. If you need to get in contact, reach out. Um. So I would be keen to know. You know what, what? What's the thoughts on that? What? What's? What's the mood in the camp? You know, in, in terms of of people on the call today, it's it's maybe not the right demographic today, but it's just a worthwhile call. Ask. They're all a very shy bunch today. Yeah, yeah. Do we have? Do we have any? Uh, I know we have a number of. Um, Recruitment agency training and training organisations, etc., which are obviously very welcome on the call. Do we have any uh, employer, direct employers, on the call today? Because I'll be interested um, just in how this is landing um, as being a way or an alternative way of bringing talent into a direct employer at the moment. I don't know if we have anyone. Well, um, I've. Maria um, has kindly put her hand up there, and I've, I've popped her on the screen. She's she's smiling away at us. So, Maria, um, what would you like? I'm to... laughing um, because Michael just asked the question that I was going to pose. Um, <laughs> but yes, it'd be interesting to see, you know, um, what other types of employers, you know, are actually on the on the call, and and if there is demand there, just to get some more um, thoughts on it. And I've also noticed on the call there's a number of employer liaison officers. Um, so it'd be interesting to see in terms of your linkages and to get your thoughts of any contacts that you are currently working with. Um, at the minute, John, maybe, do you want to come in or Kelly on that? Yeah, sure, no problem. Um, John here from GEMS ELO. Uh, thanks, Maria, for just throwing me out there first. That was very kind of you. Thank you. 
looking at this now, I, uh, my uh, instinct is telling me that the a key factor here is the input by the employers, because it looks to me that there's going to this is going to be a bit more of a bespoke thing. This is SMEs, so you, you you can take for granted that you'll have concentrics and all that interested in this, of course. But if you want to have the detail along with um, small employers, then they'll have they'll want to have a tailor-made aspect to this. They'll have certain qualifications that they'll want or certain skill sets that they'll want to introduce. So that's a good thing. Because um, I don't think we've seen that before. Any other academy, it's pretty straightforward. You know, you, you've got HGV, you've got whatever else. There's a, there's a very defined path. Whereas administration's not really that clear or it's it's a wide wide spectrum. So their input is is very, very important. So from an ELS perspective, we now have something that we can take to the employer and go, 40% of this is going to be you. You've got the job role there. You need it filled or you've got three or four job roles. You need them filled. You're having problems. Tell us what you need. And then we can pull that together. So it's a bit easier for us to sell. Yeah. Th thanks, John and, and Maria. That that that's great to get that insight. And I think when we set off on this this storytelling mission this morning with uh, you know as Michael quite you know um, calmly said the, the best at the start, um, the not so good and then and and the, the better at the end. Look, it it's this is the first of many conversations for for us. T today was a starting point, and this is where we need to broaden the messaging out and potentially after this it, it's as, as John had alluded to there let's have more conversations we need to get bigger um, employer focus and voice um you know the partition, this participation today has been been excellent and it's been really insightful and I think that's where we started off on the on the the, the, the thing let's get insights today into some views and thoughts um as, as opposed to um you know us sitting around a table and in, in our ivory tower writing a program that is um you know for want of an analogy could be a chocolate fire guard so we we've sort of got a sense we're on the right track um but what we really need now is um further conversations and those conversations need to be a bit more uh deep and meaningful with the employers so you know, from from people who have dialed in today, you know, suppose my challenge is help help us help you, you know, reach out. And you know, if if you look at you know, there's twenty odd people in the call. If you extrapolate that out in, in Northern Ireland terms, I'm sure we will cover half the country because everybody knows each other. So, you know, let let's let's look at that. And you're, you're quite correct, John, as well that you know this this sits with I think SMEs. Um, and if it does need a bespoke solution, you know what what Michael has said as as the the lead um, and the and the, the 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 keys to the kingdom is we're open we're we're open to conversations. This isn't a a one size fits all, and and if we need to be creative and innovative, you know, challenges, you know, come and say this is what we need. Throw the gauntlet down and, and we look at it, and I and I think this is where this differentiates at this moment in time from a lot of other um, academies in the marketplace. They're fantastic and they're amazing. And when you look at the results and the stats from them, it'll blow you away. Like I was on the last stakeholders meeting and 
the good news stories, it's 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 phenomenal when you actually consider we're still in the middle of a pandemic and there's people transitioning into jobs and you know starting new journeys on their life. So we, we need to have further conversations. So I may reach out after this because I'll have everybody's email addresses and you know Michael, Stephen, and, and myself will sit down and go what what does the next iteration of this look like? I see Jimmy has his hand up, so I'll, I'll let Jimmy come in there. Uh, thank you. Uh, my name is Jamie. I'm the uh, training and ELS manager at Belfast Works. Uh, it's been really interesting to hear what everyone's had to say. It's a very positive conversation. Um, I just wanted to, I guess, make an observation. Correct me if I'm wrong, because it may be an incorrect observation. But uh, it seems to me that, you know, this model of academies that's worked in other in other fields, you know, could, is, is clearly... Um, there are lots of opportunities for it to be directly applied into um, the business admin world and, and related fields. Um, but it's also, in a sense, exploratory and working out the practicalities of how that will work in our particular situation and at, at our particular time. There's a degree of exploration, experimentation and, and that's required. But here's my observation that the businesses and agencies that get involved with that at the at the ground level at the start get to shape and form what that exploration looks like in order to fit their immediate needs and so you know we the the model will work we'll make it work um, one way or the other but the people involved uh, from the start get to make it work for them from the start so uh, it's just an observation for what it's worth no, no, thank, thanks for that, Jimmy. Michael or Stephen, do you want to come in for a, a change of voice? Um, I, I, I couldn't agree more, Jimmy, and I guess um, that's the first mover advantage. That's the people, and that's why there's, I suppose, um, a bit of a burning platform for us at the moment around identifying, let's call them the first handful of employers who are up for this and for taking the chance and... Um, uh, I guess risk, we have, that's not a word that's been used yet, but actually some of us have been talking in and around it on this call. Um, what we need now is a handful of employers to come forward and say, look, we have needs and wants, and we want to explore with you how we can um, get enough into that 40% um, or, or, or so uh, to make us want to be involved in this over the course of the next over the next while. One thing um, I would like to say is that we've started today with this conversation around, and I'm going to use it again, business fundamentals. Um, I also want to off make other offers into the sector as well. So the tech sector, for example, is another area of particular interest for me right now, and supporting tech firms build their the talent pipeline across Belfast. So. There may be tech firms out there who would benefit from the proposition as, as as has been described today, and I'm sure there would be, and there may be some of them on your books right now. But equally, if we reverse out of today, and there's a bunch of employers within the tech sector, for example, who, who you're aware of and have linkages with, but whom have a slightly different requirement or a slightly different need, I'd love to hear about that as well. I'd love to hear what that is, because this is a, this is quite a pinpoint this is quite a pointed solution we're talking about today albeit that we hope it has broad applicability but i guess what i'm saying is that 
if we need to run multiple academies in parallel to do different things for different employers, I'd love to have that problem. Okay, Thank, thanks, Michael. Um, so, so look, and in, in, in terms of probably the last the last question we had up there, it, it was, you know, how do we make this sustainable and future proof? Is uh, a critical thing that it's not a a, a stick and plaster to, to a problem. It's it's more a sustainable and and long lived. And I think you know Michael has sort of touched on that in in terms of the point that he's just made. It's it's about where do we go? What 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 does the roundabout look like? How many how many junctions off that are there? What are the, where do we need to service? What do we need to do? Um, and and it's really, I think what I would like to one of the things I'd like to take away today. My my call or my ask is you know let, let us into your network um to spread the word and, and share the message um you know reach out after this this meeting this morning get in touch with michael stephen or myself and let's have further conversations you know pre-pandemic i was a, a a firm believer in a cup of coffee and a chat and lots of things can be great things can be achieved with like-minded people over a round the table, um, albeit this is virtual at the minute, but this is what we need to do. This needs to be um, a collaborative, you know, piece of work and, and a key part of that collaboration outside of, you know, the, the three uh, dimensions represented today is, is the employer and the needs of the employer across the sort of diverse range of the professional and business services sector, whether that's tech, HR, marketing, logistics, you know, you could you could try and define and frame a list, but it's very very hard to do, and and that's maybe where the ask could be of those that know what the demand is. You know, from Helen and Robert that have spoke up, give us some insights, and and we'll see how how we can work together. We need to get more employer voice. So if if that's through your network of employers on your books that are currently actively seeking. You know, we, we need to have conversations with them, but they need to be joint up conversations. Um, whereas we're we're all round the table again. It it can't be anybody going off in, in isolation because we all need to have the same um goal. And and as I say, I'll not I'll not allow the, the, the employers we have another customer in this and it's the, the people that the talent that we're representing. And there's some fantastic people out there. What what they need from you is the opportunity. And and I know from working with Belfast Works and like-minded businesses in the past, there is some fantastic people out there. Just give them the chance to get in front of you, and and that's what we need. You know that there there is some you know amazing people out there that have had you know different life journeys and they've arrived at a different juncture, but they're now ready to come into the world of work. So we we need your support. So suppose in, in terms of my um, parting gift, that would be my my ask, you know, let's talk. And for those that can help and support develop that employer network, we need you to reach into us and we need you to help us shape those conversations. So probably in, in, in terms of, of, of reading the, the room and uh, the, the hands going up, I, I feel perhaps there's a, a, a juncture there where maybe we can we can sign off today. Now we'll I'll get Michael and, and Stephen sort of um summary for the jury in, in a moment or two. But 
Is is there anything anybody else would like to add before we just close out with the, my my two colleagues sort of framing things off? Does anybody have a burning desire they wish to share with us? Okay, uh, the tumbleweeds have just went past my screen there, so I'll, I'll take that as a so so. Michael, we'll save the best for last. Same, I had the best first. So Stephen, um, if yourself wants to come in with your thanks, Mark. Yeah, I mean, I think you've 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 made the, the case exceptionally well there in terms of you know giving people the opportunity and and the chance, and and that's what we do in Belfast Works. Um, you know that that's our bread and butter. Um, across our our five partner consortium, we we have a very far reach across this city. Um. And, and you know we're we're bought in and embedded to making the academy's journey very very successful. Um, we've a lot of an internal experience. Uh, we've a lot of uh, external uh, stakeholders and networks. We don't have all the answers all of the time, but what we do have is the attitude to make it work. Um, and there's there's several within council that I know, uh, including Michael um, and some of the other rogue gallery that is that I see there who have worked with in the past, who really want to make. These academies to be as successful as possible, um, as as Mark has alluded to, we can't do that on our own. Um, and one of the one of the key asks that that we really do um, that we really do want to make of employers is share share your 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 input. It's a very very straightforward process. Um, we'll get a cup of tea, we'll get a cup of coffee, whatever it may be, um, and and we'll, we'll we'll build something that works. I'm a firm believer that if you build it, they will come. Um, and at the end of the day, uh, this is a, a chance for us to, to make a huge impact um, on the future employability of so many people who are resident in Belfast. Thank, thanks very much, Steve. Uh, thanks for the reference to my favourite film, Kevin Costner, <laughs> Field of Dreams. I really. Um, so just just to finish off, Michael, um, yourself, please, sir. Yeah, thanks, uh, Mark, and thanks, Stephen. Look, uh, and massive thanks to everyone who took the time to jump on and join us this morning. These um, teams dynamics um, can be challenging, but this morning we've had a really useful first discussion. I think for those that um, I, I work with, they know that I'm, I'm one who insists on structure on everything that we go to do. So like for me, it's now all about what happens next. It's now about next steps. So to Helen, to Robert, to John in particular, who were very helpful in terms of your contributions there around practical practicalities and linkages, we will share our contact details as part of the dissemination of the material. But I think we need one-to-ones with you guys as a minimum, because I'd really like to get under, as Mark said earlier, get underneath the skin. Who are these employers? What are their needs? And at what pace can we can we move forward? Um, and getting your insight and intel, and that will be fundamental to us achieving that. So that's not to exclude everyone else on the call. Please, please do reach out and uh, let's continue the conversation. We will have another one of these um, at some point uh, in the not too distant future, and you will be all be cordially um, invited to to that because I'm keen to uh, go forward with a with a structure and a and a I suppose a momentum whereby we keep you informed as to what we're doing because I think whenever we do get something established here, as I hope we do, then it will start to permeate out to to, to others through through our stakeholder network. So thanks again, guys. Much appreciate you jumping on this morning. There's a there's a there's a wide call there to bring for people to come back to us. But there's probably um, a smaller number that we will be lifting the phone to in, in 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 the shorter term. So massive thanks again, and see you all soon. All right, listen, th thanks, Michael. So folks, that that just leaves just me to sort of sort of close out and say 
Um, thanks for your time. I appreciate time's precious for everyone. So for taking the time to come and uh, join us this morning is very much appreciated. So um, we're in the middle of the week, hump day. So I hope the rest of your week goes well and you have a, a nice and pleasant weekend. I'm really looking forward to talking to you in the future. So on that note, I'll hit the magic leave button and take care. Thanks, right. guys. Great session. Thank, Thank you. you. Bye. 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 Bye.